Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Hey, everybody, it's Lloyd Spence, and the NFL season's in full swing. Listen, you might not be at the game this year, but you can still be in on the action at Bet Online. Listen, we're getting closer and closer to the playoffs, and you need to get your money together so you can pick your playoff championship team. From the game spreads and totals to team, player, and coaching props, BetOnline gives you more options to wager than any place online. And there's always the online casino because it never closes. So head on over to BetOnline.ag. That's BetOnline.ag. Head over there today and take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. Again, BetOnline.ag. Get on over there and sign up today. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Tell them your man Lloyd and the Noisemaker sent you. You are now listening to Believe in the ACC with my husband, Mr. Talkin' Noise, Lloyd Spence, and our brother, Heisman Trophy and Florida State legend, Charlie Ward. And now, Lloyd and Charlie. Go get them, fellas. I know that this is a um, college ACC show, but I'm so proud of my boys. I had to draft them boys. <laughs> I could do the stunning win yesterday. They well. I couldn't believe it. I was like, wow, we're really going to pull this off. So I had to give them props today. So shout out to my guys. Okay. That's Charlie Ward. I'm Lloyd Spitz. This is the Believe the ACC show. Glad to be here with you tonight. Listen, the ACC has straightened it all out. The stage is set. There are no more surprises. There are no more mysteries to what's going to happen. It is official. It is a done deal. Um, we are going to have an ACC championship game that features Notre Dame and uh, Clemson. Clemson. There it is. It's done. Hey. Uh, so there you go. What are your thoughts on that, Charlie? Well, I mean, you know, they got the two best teams. And one of the things I was thinking about, uh, you know, moving forward, they should uh, just get rid of the uh, the two divisions. And, you know, each year, uh, you know, put names in a hat, you know, spin the cycle and match the games up, you know, play AC eight or nine, however ACC games they want to play in three out of conference or whatever the case may be. And then just at the end of the season, get the two best teams, uh, because uh, let's just think about it. You know, if. you know, the, the other team would be Miami. Uh, I think they're in the, the coastal. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, you, you're they would have, that would have been a good uh, ACC game yeah. uh, between, well, we don't know what Notre Dame, what, which, which division they would have been. But if they do uh, come back, say Notre Dame's in the uh, ACC, I would put them in the coastal division. So at least, you know, you would have, you know, two solid teams. Uh, in the ACC uh, championship game if, you know, there are no upsets just like this year. I think Notre Dame has to really strongly look at this and say, maybe we need to look at this. <laughs> exactly. Because, I mean, this has worked out incredibly well for them. 
and their path to the playoffs seems pretty certain at this mm -hmm. point. Win or lose, uh, it looks That's like true. they're going to make it to the both playoffs, both the ACC championship. And even if they lose to Notre Dame, I mean, lose to Clemson, they probably are going to make the the, the playoffs. Because so I think they got to. If I'm if I'm at Notre Dame and I'm an alum or I'm on that booster, I'm having a conversation with the AD and say. Let's let's sit down and talk about this because right, right. it worked out really well for us. So uh, it's going to be a great game. I think it's going to be a fun game. We'll see if Notre Dame truly is for real now that Trevor Lawrence is back, and hopefully everybody can stay healthy <coughs> and 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 safe up until the game. Yeah. Um, well, well, you know, last game wasn't the quarterback. Um, you know, is it really? Well, the well, you know, it's funny you said that, Charlie, because I got into a discussion with some guys this weekend, and that was the discussion. Because I said, you know, I don't know if Trevor Lawrence could have played any better than what right. DJ played. DJ had 439 yards. <laughs> right. I mean, yeah, that's about as well as you can play. That's true. So, so I don't know if the quarterback will make a difference. So we'll see. It'll be interesting to see how this goes. So we're going to get into all of those games. But before we do, I do want to talk a little bit of college basketball. And the struggle is real, Charlie. The struggle is real. For who? Uh, well, for the league. Because oh. more yeah, games got canceled. We had three games on Friday, including Louisville, who that situation seems to be a full-on breakout because I'm hearing that their game is going to be canceled tomorrow. Uh, the Big Ten ACC Challenge with Wisconsin is going to be have to be rescheduled or, or maybe canceled altogether. Um, so, uh, five games have been canceled over the weekend and it just seems, man, I just don't know about college basketball. I'm, I'm nervous, but I'm excited for it. Cause then you see a game like last night with Georgia tech pulling out the upset against right. Kentucky. Uh, and so I'm like, Oh, please, we got to finish this season. Cause it feels like this could be a really good season. That's why I was wondering who you were saying. <laughs> Cause Georgia tech, they came out and played. Like lights out last they night. They played lights out last night, man. That was a fantastic game. That was a fantastic game. So shout out to Georgia Tech getting a big time win. I don't know yet what that win means because now Kentucky is one and three. So either they're not as good as we thought they were, or or uh the ACT is ACT is stronger than we think it is. So I don't know. It's gonna be well, interesting to see how this unfolds. Well, you know, it's still early. And so still early. You know, right. These are early games, you know, different teams continue to mature and develop, uh, you know, especially with these young, talented uh, teams uh, like uh, like Duke, um, who, you know, they have the top ranked players each and every year, North Carolina, uh, Kentucky, uh, Kansas. Uh, you see some of the struggles that they're having, uh, know, you know, in other, other games, but it's early, and then you have all these disruptions and cancellations and postponements, and so it's it's going to be very similar to how football, you know, you may not have a clear cut, um, yeah. especially moving forward because of all the different things, and there may be some teams that may be strong right now that may teeter off due to, you know, the discontinuation of of games, uh, not getting their rhythm. Uh, right now, I think that's Gonzaga 
You know, they're playing some really good basketball. They seem to be on they seem to be hitting their stride. You're right. And they're a veteran group uh for the most part. They do have right. some young, young talent sprinkled in. Uh, but I just think, you know, with this season being young early, you just have to kind of wait it out uh to see who's going to develop through uh this COVID uh, 19 era uh or year of games uh to see where they all stand. Um, I look at this, I look at this season the same way, Charlie. I, I don't know what, how this is all going to unfold. It feels like it's going to be just up and down and consistency is going to be the challenge. Trying to find that consistency. Some of the teams that are finding earlier, you're seeing them find their stride and success and they look strong like the Gonzaga. Uh, but again, that's now and that's early. And we'll see. Like right. we got a long way to go before we get to the end of the season. But I agree with you. Um, I, I'm looking forward to it, man. I, I was I was really excited to see what Georgia Tech did uh, last night. So I'm curious to see how all this is going to unfold. But let's jump into football, man. And for one half, Charlie, for one half. <laughs> Hold on, we we got two halves of the game, though. I, well, you got two halves. <laughs> but for one half, Virginia Tech made me look prophetic. <laughs> that made me look prophetic. But but I do believe the wind got knocked out of their sails when he didn't score on that Hail Mary at the end of the game. I really believe that. Because I think that hurt him. Cause they cause think about it. They go in at 17-17. If he if he if he stretches the ball across the line, it's 17-17. And they and they got the momentum and they the belief that they can win that game. <laughs> At least, at least that's what I like to tell myself. <laughs> yeah, okay. But keep telling yourself that. But the outcome would have been the outcome because if it was 17, 17 at halftime, it would have, it would been, they would have still had 17 at the end of the game. Okay, but, but Charlie, Trevor wasn't dominant. Trevor only had 195 yards passing. He was only 50% for the day, a little, a little over 50% for the day. I mean yeah. – that's bad. It's still, still lost. I mean, that's the tough part about it. I mean, sure, when you have when you have a solid team, um, and that's the one thing I'm working so hard, and I work so hard to try to build with my group, yeah. uh, basketball group, is to have a, a well-balanced team, meaning not just having one guy that a team can focus on and they can just take you out of what you want to do or disrupt, you know, your, your flow uh, by taking one guy out. And, you know, uh, Clemson, they have the running game. Uh, they got the passing game. All you need is a, a few hits, yeah. which he was able to do, uh, you know, later in the game. Um, he, wasn't on, he wasn't on point, on rhythm, threw some interceptions, staring his receiver down. But the run game was on point, and then defensively, they just didn't have any – uh, Virginia Tech didn't have any answers for them on the offense, especially with their quarterbacks going in and out with injuries. Yeah. Uh, they ended up with a you know a third string guy in there, and that's just not. I mean, that's just not <laughs> going to get it. Win that way. Well, <laughs> so, it, it all comes down to four four fumbles. You can't have four. You'll never win a game with four fumbles. Yeah, like I don't, I don't know how you win that game. So, but for but, one half, Charlie, yeah, they, they, they made me look like I knew what I was talking about. 
Uh, yeah, I, I was sitting there watching, and I was like, he, it's going to be cool for for now. Uh, but it got out of hand second half when, absolutely, you know, yeah. Virginia Tech was one-dimensional. You know, Herbert, I thought, played as well as he could possibly play. It was usual. a assignment, man. Yeah, so. Now, with that being said, I think Herbert may have put himself in a position that at least I think Herbert could potentially be a steal in the second or third round. Oh, he's a, he's a solid back. Yeah, he's, he's a solid back. I think yeah, he's, he's always been that. second or third round back. Uh, I like what he does. I don't know if it's a first round situation. Nah. I don't see the explosion in him. But but could he come in on, on some you know help a team out if you be productive? I think so. I think yeah. absolutely he could. Um, Notre Dame man, they they uh they had the tune up game. And uh, they said, uh, we just want to stay fresh. And um, we want to also help our boy to put these stats up so that he can get that call for the Heisman. Uh, so we're going to do We're going to let him do what he do. Uh, he did. I can't believe he threw a pick against Syracuse. Shame on you, Ian Book. Uh, but still. <laughs> well, I mean, come on now. Cut hard. Cut hard on the man. I've been hard. <laughs> I've been hard on him all season. So. Well, you know, he became the the uh, all time winningest quarterback in Notre Dame history. A little surprised by that, I'll admit. I'll but, a little surprised I mean, he, by that. How long has he been playing? If you play long enough and you're on a very good team, yeah, I mean, yeah. If you putting, if you playing through years and you win eleven games each year, I mean, that's thirty three. You know, that's thirty three wins. Yeah. And so, you know, it's it's all about timing. All about you know your team. And so he's been on a quality, been in a quality program, and he's got an opportunity to play. I think three years now, uh, and so you're going to win games as long as you stay healthy. Well, listen, he accounted for five touchdowns this past weekend, so I can't be mad at him for that. Now, can he can he get over the hump? Ron said he was cheering for Dino. Dino, they they competed. They played hard for a half. I mean, <laughs> as hard I mean, as they, they play. I mean, you know, I mean, you're playing against a top-ranked team, and, you know, you want to be able to compete. Yeah. And I thought they hung in there for, like you said, a half. And then it was just very similar to Virginia Tech. Yeah. I mean, it just got overpowered. Yeah. Um, and that that that's what happens when you're playing against a dominant team. Now, Charlie, I remember on last Wednesday, and for those listening on the podcast Thursday, you said to me, I said, Miami's going to dominate Duke. You said, well, Duke will play good for a half. They did not. <laughs> they didn't play good at all. <laughs> at all. That was uh-huh. a stomping. Miami, uh-huh. but, but I understand why, though. Miami came with a very clear miss, miss, mission. We have to send a message that we deserve to be in the conversation for the ACC championship and maybe even possibly a playoff berth. Now, they I don't think they'll get either. No. But they made their case. And you that's can all feel, they can do. Yeah. You can feel, they, they definitely can feel good about giving themselves a chance. And yeah. that's one thing you always want as a group or team is to give yourself a chance. Uh, yeah. You just don't want to leave any chips on the table, so to speak, uh, when you know you have a chance to put yourself in that conversation, 
uh, of being in the ACC championship or, you know, the final four and you don't go out and get it done. And so now, you know, they know their fate or where they'll be, uh, where they're not going to be in but they at least feel good about what they did uh, to get themselves that chance. The only game they lost right now, you know, is the Clemson. Yeah. And so that's, you know, they were one of the teams that's playing in the championship and, uh, that's that. Uh, they didn't play play dominant. They haven't been dominant all year, but they found ways to win games when they had. They could have easily lost games due to the COVID, uh, people being out and, and those types of things. So, you know, kudos to Miami for dominating Duke. Now I just need for Duke to come in to to continue to play uh, the same way this Saturday. <laughs> don't go try to do nothing different. Right. Don't go <laughs> acting like y'all the greatest now. Y'all get to Tallahassee. I need you to bring that same energy. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I, I hear you. I hear you on that one. Listen, all jokes aside, I love what Miami did this season. I yeah. love, love, love what they did this season. Uh, do you think De'Aaron comes back? DJ? Uh, I if he doesn't probably get a good NFL grade, then I would say he would come back because they'll probably be in this. They'll probably go back to the same boat they were in when they before he got there. Where I don't know what type of quarterback uh, room they have coming in or recruits they have coming in. Uh, but I know he's the best thing they have uh, probably on the roster right now. So he's a red shirt freshman, right? So he's got one more year, right? No, he doesn't have another year. But oh, he should remember, remember this year doesn't count. Oh, that's right. So he could technically come back. Yeah, he could come back if he wanted to. Gotcha. Yeah. And that's why I said if he, if he doesn't get an NFL grade that he may like and yeah. say you need to work on these things, then – you know, he may come back. But then again, he may say, I'll just go and, you know, try so, the NFL route. Yeah. Yeah. I like the kid. I think he – I think he – he definitely played himself into the NFL this year. Yeah. Where did he play himself at remains to be seen. If, if I'm evaluating, I would say he's probably a third-round, fourth-round player at this point. Mm -hmm. Um with with and this is without drills, without measures, you know, just looking at the play. Yeah. Um. So I'm, I'm looking at maybe a third or fourth round, possibly with low second potential. Yeah. So, the other thing, the other thing about him is he, I mean, with his size, he's probably going to have to go to a uh, team uh, that runs that type of offense, like in Arizona. Um, I'm trying to think who else may run that. Could be a quality backup in Baltimore. Uh, Baltimore, yeah. you know, somewhere where they have a system in place to be able to move him around and because he's not a pure pocket passer, drop right. back, I should say. Right. Uh, he can throw from the pocket, but, you know, and then again, yeah. he could be the next Russell Wilson. I don't okay. know. Seattle would be a good spot for yeah. him. And so, you know, it would be interesting to see. All right. I like him. I like him a lot as a, as a person and as a player. And I, I'd love to see him get an opportunity. 
no surprises. North Carolina, Western Carolina, um, uh, just a dominant performance from start to finish. Uh, North Carolina is taking steps as a as a team in the right direction. Uh, I would say the Mac Brown experiment is working. Uh, I don't know where all of this is going to end up being because North Carolina, in some regards, has some of the same bigger issues that we talk about with the Dukes and the Georgia Techs. Well, maybe not the Dukes and Georgia Tech. Uh-huh. Maybe it's probably more similar to a Virginia Tech where it's cyclical, like every three to four years. Uh-huh. Uh, you typically have that great team that, that, that pops up. So it'll be interesting to see <coughs> if they can break the cycle themselves and also interesting to see if Sam Howell will come back. Uh, well, he's a sophomore, so he'll he'll definitely be back for oh, he's one more year. He's a he's a true sophomore, I think. Okay, because uh, well, be remember last year he was the freshman player of the year. That's right. Uh, That's right. And yeah. so he has another year. Uh, but I think you know, from an offensive standpoint, I think they're moving in the right direction uh, defensively. Uh, the key is, is will they be able to replace the running backs? Uh, that That's going to be very key for them yeah. because there are two running backs. Uh, I don't know if they're both seniors, but I know Michael Carter you know, would definitely be uh, – I think he's moving on because they, yeah, both of them have – you know, will have high draft grades, high meaning maybe second round or yeah. second and middle third or early third or something. But uh, it'll be interesting to see how – uh, you know, they continue to progress. I know they're doing a good job recruiting. Uh, that's co- one of Coach Max's strengths. And so they're doing a good job recruiting North Carolina and the surrounding areas to be able to get some of that talent to stay close uh, close by. And so it'll be interesting to see how they continue to improve from, you know, the first year to this year and then next year, uh, you know, with Coach Mack. Yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing where they take the uh, where they take it from here. This is a this is a really interesting program to me because I think uh, from what I've seen the past two seasons from Coach Matt, he seems to be putting that Texas thing on them as well. And 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 man, one thing that I'm that I, I think I love is that he is mining the state, and yeah. I think that's always been the key to turning your program around. I don't understand. Why so many coaches feel like they gotta go always dive all the way out state all the time. In most of these states, there's talent. You just yeah. have to keep them there and offer them the opportunity to be great in their own state. Yeah. And a lot of these kids will, will bite on that if you give them the opportunity and show them you really care. But uh Mac is good at that. He's really good at that. Yeah, that's one of the things that um I think Florida State is finding out right now is you know, they, they were going out to California, getting guys uh, to come to the program. And, you know, that's, gr- that's great uh, to be able to have, you know, that that type of, uh, I guess, buy-in from all the way out in California. Right. But you're not factoring in, you know, if you hit hard times, like we're working on, like we're doing now, you know, those guys, if they're not getting the playing time, if they're not winning, and so their whole thought process is not even about that part. It's about I want to, you know, be closer to home. Right. And so right. they end up, you know, moving out 
want to transfer, those types of things. And you have guys here in the state uh, that are close to Georgia, Louisiana, Mississippi. Uh, I know that's where we got a lot of our guys. I don't know if we had one California kid or anyone outside of those states that are, you know, Texas, Louisiana, Mississippi, Florida, Georgia. Uh, most of our talent, you know, came from those city, from those states. And so I think that's where we're heading. And most schools are normally going to head or should head, especially our talent in that area, you know, recruit, recruit the area. Um, you know, really, really hard to try to keep those better players in in state or close by. Yeah, yeah, I think that's a critical key. I I, I just feel like you're, you're you're missing an opportunity. Uh, before I go to the last two, I do want to bring up something. Um, that was interesting to me. Uh, the rumors surrounding Coach Satterfield in regards to him going to South, South Carolina. Yeah, I personally. I don't know why he would do that. I, I, to me, that doesn't feel like an upgrade other than say you play in the SEC. But I just don't see the up. What the up? Why do that? I don't understand why uh, the rumors that he did interview, but you know, no decision has been made, obviously. But I just don't know why he would do that. But what are your thoughts on him potentially leaving? I guess he has said that uh, he doesn't want to leave. He's going to stay in Louisville. Okay, but what do you think about him even interviewing for the position? Well, the only thing I can think of, you know, the interview process probably started or probably started with his agent. I, I just can't foresee him personally doing an interview during the season uh, right. for another job. Um so if anything happened, it probably happened through the agent. And I don't know Coach Satterfield and his integrity and those types of things, but right. I, it would be hard for me to, un, to, to, to say or justify why I'm <laughs> interviewing or talk, even talking to another school while I'm still in, in season. Um, and so all the thing I can think of is the agent was doing the talking uh, on his behalf. Um, and yes, it would be tough, you know, going from an ACC school to an SEC school, especially when uh, you've invested two years uh, in recruiting and building a program, and you're going to a program that's very similar to what Louisville, uh, right. you know, is kind of going through. And you've kind of got a leg up on that. Now you're going to have to restart and start over again, and you're uprooting. You know, families uh, and those types of things from a place that you, you know, you brought them to. And so I just, I just, I just didn't think, I don't think it would be good for him. And I don't think it's going to happen personally. Uh, but but to I me, think I it's just like, rumors. Yeah. But to me, I don't even really, personally, I wouldn't even want the rumor out there. Like, and I'll share this. I've never shared this on any sports show I've ever been on. So I'm going to uh, – this is an exclusive statement from me for believing the ACC. I remember I was I was covering – I was on the beat covering day-to-day when Charlie uh, Strong was there in Louisville. And Charlie was seeing phenomenal success, hmm. like phenomenal success. You know, he had coached up Teddy Bridgewater. They had got to the, what was then the BCS. And the Sugar Bowl had phenomenal uh, success in that game. 
uh, beat his uh, old team, Florida. He was really trending the right way, had the school and the program trending the right way. And then the lure of something, quote, unquote, better. And I get it. Louisville is a basketball school. It is always going to be a basketball school. That is never going to change. Despite the success that the football team may experience, it's always going to be a basketball school because it's a basketball state. That's just what it is. So I understand that Charlie coming from Florida felt the way about that, and he, and he preferred to be at a, a program that was more football-oriented. But the other part of that is, to me, is that when you're winning and you are the – you listen, and this is no disrespect to Louisville. This is – please don't – Louisville fans, don't take this disrespectfully. But Charlie could have kept staying at Louisville and won eight to nine games a year, and the program would have been like, yes, we are really doing something big, Right? You go to Texas, no, that ain't how it is in Texas. Right. Because people would ask me, I remember guys in the media asked me, why well, do you think he's going to do it in Texas? And I told them very succinctly, he's going to be a disaster. It's going to be a disaster. I said, because when you go to Texas, you're not, Mac Brown can tell you this, he probably has told you, Charlie. When you go to Texas, you're as much the figurehead as you, is the, or you are the head coach. And so it's, it's way more than just coaching. You have to be the figurehead and the face of the program. And that's what you are. And so it's a different, it's a whole different mindset and thing. And sometimes I just don't know if guys know when they've won. And I like Coach Satterfield. Bro, you came from Appalachian State to Louisville. And now you're coaching in the ACC. You're winning. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what more you want. Because South Carolina isn't necessarily an upgrade. That's just a different program. <laughs> in the same kind of in the same boat. It's kind you know, of in the same boat, it's yeah. It's kind of, kind of trying to move to a tier. And, I mean, you're going to be competing against Georgia, um, not in Florida. Florida. Uh, you know, each and every year because they're in, the, I think, the East. And yeah. so that's going to be a challenge each and every year to try to win. Um, and against those guys. Yeah. And so, yeah, I, you know, I'm just a big believer that if you're somewhere and people support you and you're winning uh, and it's a program that's on the rise, you know, it's trending in the right direction, uh, then, you know, I don't see why, you know, every job's not a good job. I mean, right. even though it may be prestigious um, and the situation may be wrong uh, because, you know, he was doomed. Um, because Strong was doomed when he first got to Texas because he didn't have the right people uh, supporting him. Right. And so, you know, regardless of what he tried to do, uh, it wasn't going to work. And it was the same way with uh, Coach Taggart here at Florida State. He was just doomed when when his voice left the room. Uh, Stan Wilcox decided to go to the NCAA that he was doomed. The only way he was going to be able to stay here at Florida State is if he won yeah. consistently. And he struggled, you know, for a year and a half to consistently win because we're going through the same issues now that we went when he was here. But it's a different uh, different coach, different type structure and system, and he has the right people supporting him. And it's going to, you know, they're going to see it through. And so I just think, you know, when you're making decisions, sometimes the money is not always the best decision. I heard Coach Dungey say, never take a job because of 
the pay. Yeah. Because you can be rich, uh, you can have a lot more money, but if you don't have great relationships, then you're going to be doomed. And so yeah. that's something, man, I, 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 I look at and I'm like, you know, some all jobs aren't just great jobs. Just all because not great jobs. Just because they may pay more. And and I understand what Ron is saying, and I know local news is saying that Satterfield spoke on this, and he said the interest came from the geography, and his parents live in North Carolina. I get that. I do understand that. But you knew that when you took the job in Louisville. Like that's not new information. And so now, if your parents are sick or something like that, and you're trying to get back to take care of them. I get that as well. I, hold on, I, hold on, hold on, hold on. He's a football coach, and I understand that. And so that part of it. But if his parents are sick, I'm sure Louisville would find a way to get him to you, you wherever, took right out of my wherever mouth. he needs to get to. Took the words right out of my mouth. Because Louisville, let me tell you something. Again, I'm going a little bit inside of information here. And I can say this now because the AD that was there is no longer there. But he and I were very close friends. Uh, we're not close friends, but we, we talked a lot. So he told me anything that Charlie would have wanted, we were going to match it. So it wasn't about money. Right. It wasn't about opportunity. It wasn't about support. He just wanted to go. And I and I, I don't think the, the AD Vince Tower is the same way. If, if Satterfield wants a, uh, some travel accommodations made so he can see his parents more, they're not going to not give it to him. Right. You know what I mean? So I'm with you, Charlie. I, I You got to know when you won. You got to know when you won. And I right. think you won, but if you want to keep searching after this, quote, this alleged brass ring or greener grass, go right ahead. But you're going to find out it's just grass that needs to be tended like anybody else's grass. Yeah, I mean, it's no different. So that's just my thoughts on that. I was just something that popped in my head. Okay, uh, Virginia, um, they, they won, they won. <laughs> yeah. I was surprised. I was yeah. surprised. I, I was, I was like, really, Boston College, you decided to, but see, that's Boston College, though. That has been Boston College all season long. They, they just, you. They have a box of chocolates. You don't know what you're going to get. Well, I, it wasn't because of the poor player, the quarterback. I mean, the quarterback, had, quarterback had like 500 and something yards passing. Yeah, he was killing it. Between his, <laughs> and his passing, he single-handedly kept him in the game. But they couldn't stop him. So, yeah. Um, but, it's, I mean, it's Boston College. Yeah. Uh, you know, they're, they're a new coach. And as we said – when you're in a new coach, have a new coach, and you're especially in the era, the, the year that we're in, you know, you're going to have those ups and downs. Uh, and that's been Boston College yeah. uh, this year. So I think Coach Hapley has done a, uh, I think it's Hapley, Hapley, yeah. has done an uh, a admirable job of just making them competitive um, with really, you know, when he came in and, and I think they'll continue to get better uh, each and every year. Uh, but this is just a up. This is a roller coaster year for teams like that. You know, first year coaches, uh, players trying to get to know one another, know the systems, and you're going to have the ebbs and flows that we've seen from a lot of the uh, teams that's been kind of inconsistent from week to week. We we may have to have Joshua back on next week because you know the big game is next week. Is it next week, Virginia, Virginia Tech? Is that next week? 
Uh, uh, it has to be. Saturday, Saturday. We may have to have Joshua back on. I have to reach out to him and see if he want to come on and, and talk a little trash. I don't know anybody from Virginia, so if you know somebody from Virginia, call him. Let's get a, let's get some some. Hey, I, I get my man uh, Chris Slade. There you go. There you go. That's the group. We'll have them going at each other. So, <laughs> uh, NC State. Uh, God bless Georgia Tech. God bless their little heart. Their young little hearts. <laughs> I tell you, man, they they're a young team. Uh, yeah, I yeah. think I, I think I picked them just because, but they're a young team, and they do what they do when you're a young team. Yeah. <laughs> you play on the road. You play differently at home than you do on the road, and it showed. Um. Yeah, I just, I just, they just, they just, they're just growing pains. They're just going through growing pains. And at some point, I think they'll take all the lessons learned from this season and 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 come back better and come back stronger, hopefully next year. Uh, but yeah, you just different, a completely different team on the road than they are at home. Completely different team. But that's what young teams and that's look what like. Teams do, yeah, that's exactly right. So. Yeah, I'm not mad at him. I just, you know, you just go, really? Really? Georgia Tech, like, you played so great last week. What happened? But we we got on a bus. That's what happened. So there, <laughs> <laughs> so there you go. So with that being said, Charlie, uh, as we jump in now, who, who, who shined the brightest for you this week? Well, I got some um, – let me see if I can pull it up here. Oh, here we go. Okay. My man, Dennis Grossell, the quarterback for the Boston College <laughs> Eagles. You can't do more than what he did. Now, he had he broke a single-game record, yeah. originally by D Doug Flutie, 520 yards passing. Yeah. Even though they lost the game, but we got to give it up for man. He's He shined the brightest to me. 520 yards passing in a losing calls. He's single-handedly, and he's the backup, remember? Right. So he's single-handedly kept him in the game. Does that mean Boston College is going to be really good next year? I'm not gonna go on, I'm not going that far. <laughs> I'm just I'm just saying the man had a good game. He had a good game. We're gonna uh, quick game at a time. Yeah, we ain't, we ain't gonna go that far. Oh, um, I think Ian Book for me is becoming the the little brother that that I love that I love to pick on because I because I think he can be great at whatever he decides to be great in in life. I don't know if he'd be a great quarterback, but in life, so I pick on him because of that. But I gotta give him his props. Uh, when you're responsible for five touchdowns, uh, you probably did something right. So I'm gonna give it to Ian Book as my shine the brightest. Uh, just another great day on his on his uh, resume. Again, I ask you, Charlie, is that enough to get him at least the invitation? Uh, Trash is tearing it up. I, then again, then again, this is going to be a virtual, uh, you know, ceremony. Right. So they may they may bring on five five people. Uh, normally. It's a financial thing when they when they're doing it, you know, in person. Right. Uh, so they'll bring three, you know, four at the most. Right. Depending upon the votes and when they get in or come in, uh, but with it being virtual, we may have 
you know, five games. Um, but I keep hearing his name, Devontae uh, Lewis. Okay. What's a wide receiver for Alabama? Uh, yeah, yeah. I want to say his Devont. His first I name think, is Devontae. Might be right. Let me, let me, let me, let me uh, find well, it real quick. Well, he may throw a monkey wrench in all and the whole thing in the whole quarterback, you know, room uh, because I mean he's tearing it up. I think he had like two hundred plus yards in the first either quarter or half um, against LSU. And, I mean, he's been averaging, you know, over 100-plus yards possibly, you know, in, in most of their games. So he could definitely be a guy that could throw a monkey wrench into all the quarterbacks. You know, the quarterback's going to have the great numbers, but he could definitely be a guy that can throw a monkey wrench into uh, – Smith, Devontae Smith. Devontae Smith, that's Yeah, it. I knew it was like, like I was yeah. here the game I'm going – I don't know if it's Lewis, but Smith. But you're right. Season. He right. has yeah. had a phenomenal – I mean, a phenomenal season, just yeah. ridiculous numbers. So you're right. He so, so so that brings up this question, not to get into a whole SEC thing, but a lot of times these great quarterbacks are getting the Heisman look. But is it a great quarterback or is it a great receiver? Because I'll say this. I always said Johnny Manziel is not a great quarterback. Mike Evans is a great receiver. <laughs> when you go look at the film of Texas A&M, you saw Mike Evans bailing him out a lot of times. And he looked like he was doing these great things. But I'm saying, man, Mike Evans is catching everything. So yeah. is Matt Jones a great quarterback? Or is Devontae Smith just a phenomenal receiver? Well, how about if I tell you this? Yeah. They're both very, very good. Both very, very good. I got you. I got you. Well, well played, Charlie Ward. Well, I'm just, I'm just saying. You look at Clemson's team. You yeah. look at. You look at. Uh, let's look at Ian Book. Yeah. I mean, his guy. What's his name? Javon McKinley. Is uh, it McKinley? Yeah. Yeah, Javon McKinley. You know, he has seven catches for 111 yards and three touchdowns. So, I mean, you know, is it Ian Book or is it Javon McKinley? You know, but it's, to me, it's both. I mean, because the quarterback, I've seen some quarterbacks that make a receiver uh, look bad because yeah. the balls aren't close to where they can at least make a great catch. Um, and then I've seen some receivers who make a quarterback look bad because they're either dropping good passes, they can't catch the tough, make the tough catches. And next thing you know, I just think it's both. Uh, both have to have, you know, two quality, you know, quarterback receiver or running back, whoever it may be. It just has to have a balance. That's fair. That's very, very fair. Um, so that also means that um, – hold on. I'm just going to mess with you tease you a little bit. Zay Flowers is and Hunter Long are either good receivers – or Dennis Grossel is a great quarterback. <laughs> <laughs> well, I didn't see the game, but then again, whoever whoever was on the receiving end, <laughs> they must be good as well because they're they catching really well. They did a great job. So, um, who surprised you the most this weekend? Um, I would say Miami. Uh, they kind of surprised me. Why? 
because they've been all for <laughs> God knows how long. Forever. For a long time. And then they come back and they didn't they didn't seem like they had any uh hiccups, any right. you know, uh lack of game playing. Uh any of those situations, they seemed yeah. like they were clicking. Yeah. Um and offensively and defensively. And so maybe it was the team they were playing. Uh, but then again, as I tell my guys, um, you know, your effort, your execution, the score will reflect it. So if you're competing at a high level, regardless of who you're playing, the score will reflect it. So uh, kudos to Miami because they surprised me. I thought they would have – I wouldn't say that Duke was going to give them a, a tough game, right. but I wouldn't expect them to be clicking like they clicked uh, on Saturday. Yeah. After the long layoff. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, I'm going to go a different route, and I'm going to give my surprise to Grossel, uh, mainly because I didn't know he'd even be there to play like that. So, <laughs> like, didn't know who the kid was until after this weekend. I'm going, who the heck is this kid? And he's amazing. Why hadn't he been playing all along? So, uh, he, he definitely had a coming out party, uh, and hopefully this is a, a sign of bigger and better things to come. But, uh, yeah, shout out to uh, Grosso for playing as well as he did. Uh, who needs a little work? Although it's late in the season at this point, um, going into next season or to the end of the season and next season, who needs a little work? Uh, well, hopefully Syracuse can can keep their coach. if he, they, they need a little work. Uh, Georgia Tech, I think they're going through growing pains right now. Uh, of course, they need a little bit of work. Um Boston College, uh, you know, they're inconsistent and, um, you know, they're going to need a little bit of work. Uh, but I'll just, uh, of course, you know, Florida State didn't play this week, but they'll get a chance to play next week or this week. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, of course, they need a little work. But I would say all the teams at the bottom, Louisville, yeah. you know, all the teams at the bottom need a little work. Yeah, uh, they prepare for you know next next season. No, I, I listen. If you're not in that ACC championship game, that means you haven't gotten there yet. It's that simple. That's true. Uh, and so uh, it's ironic that the teams remaining next week to play, uh, they all need some work. Like they, so I would if if what would be interesting is to see if the teams that are playing next week, all the teams that are playing next week. Will they play this game, the games remaining, with a with an intensity for building toward next year, or or had these kids kind of melded in and said, "Well, listen, we are what we are, and whatever has happened is happening, and it's over." But I'm hoping that they'll all come out and make it a very competitive ACC weekend, despite not really having, especially Miami, because that Miami North Carolina game was looking well, like a really big deal. Uh, at the at the beginning of the season, and now obviously uh, it's not much, really much to play for, but the bragging rights. But I'd love to see both of them try to compete at a high level, just to kind of build that momentum going into next year. Uh, I definitely agree with you on the Miami North Carolina game because yeah. if there was a tournament uh, or the top four in uh, the ACC, then they would be, you know, playing. Uh, of course, it wouldn't have been the, 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 that bracket. I mean, if it was bracket form, it wouldn't be. They wouldn't be playing this week, possibly playing next week. But um, 
they're playing for third place, you know, essentially, when it's all said and done this week. And by the way, for Miami, third place amidst chaos in the rest of the country could mean something. That's true. You never know. If yeah. somehow was to lose, if, um, you know, because I feel like the three of the spots are gone. Alabama, Clemson, Notre Dame, probably going to make it into the college football playoff. And Ohio State is, huh? I say, and Ohio State. They're going to find a game. That's the X factor. They're they're going to find a game for Ohio State to play. They're going to find a game for them. Oh, if if they don't, if they don't, they would get crucified. Especially with the ACC switching their their uh, schedule to make sure that their top tier teams, uh, you know, got an opportunity to play one another. and made sure made sure that their games, of course, the ones that were already scheduled, but they, uh, you know, put a few games here and there. Yeah. Uh, they made sure that their teams that were in the running for a playoff position um, or the ACC championship, they manufactured their to make sure they had two best teams. Absolutely. Um, and so, Ohio State not getting playing in a game this week. The Big Ten would get crucified. You know, they would just get crucified. I don't, I don't, I can't see how they wouldn't be able to play uh, this week or even next week. They said they they need one more game or two more games or whatever the case may be to, to qualify. There's no way you can tell me that they're going to have their best team that will help qualify them for the CFP sitting at home because they chose not to rework the schedule, especially this year. I mean, this this year is something that everyone's manufacturing schedules to make sure that their best team or best teams have an opportunity to be there. Um, and so it would be it would be tough to see Ohio State sitting at home when they have one of the best teams, um, you know, in the country, and they don't have enough games. <laughs> they weren't able to get enough games in. We feel because we're ACC guys that Trevor Lawrence is the best quarterback potentially in the country and maybe in the draft as well. But an argument can be made for Justin Fields. I agree. To not have Justin Fields on the biggest stage of the college football platform, you're right, Charlie. And I I don't know what the, the what the Big Ten is waiting for. Like why. I understand Michigan is next, and and Michigan is going through what they're going through, and we we don't know what's going to happen with them going forward this week. But if Michigan somehow flubs this thing and cannot play this weekend, I am with you. The the, the Big Ten commissioner has to step in, and he's got to go find them two games. (laughs) I don't care. It don't really matter at this point who it is. Go find them two games. So they can get the six and qualify for the national championship. I agree. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I agree with you. I and 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 then if and no disrespect to the brother, but if he can't do that, or if, or if they come up with some reason why they can't do that, I I don't know, man. That's that's not good. I agree with you. That is not good that they're even having to deal with that. So uh, maybe he needs to be out who needs a lot of work, but <laughs> but. but in the ACC, who needs a lot of work, Charlie? Um, I don't know. 
Um, I think I think we talked about a lot of the teams yeah. that need a lot of work. Um, I just know uh, Duke and Syracuse. Uh, they they just I guess they, they played tough tough teams. Yeah. Uh, but at one point they just didn't seem like they were competitive. Right. Um, and so that was uh, I think that's something. That that was uh, kind of eye opening or glaring. That as you talked about, not I don't think they mailed it in. Right. But at some point, you know, I've been on losing, been on losing teams. I've also coached losing teams. And the toughest thing is at the end of the season, when there has you know each and every game you build them up, that there's hope to win a game. And then you actually get in the game and you think this is a team that we can compete with. And then you have one good quarter, you have two good quarters, and then you may have a half of a good quarter, and then you have a bummer of a quarter. Next thing you know, you're out of the game and you've lost another game. Yeah. And I'm it's hard each and every week coming back <laughs> thinking that you're gonna win a game, and then you actually get in the game and you're like, you know, we can win, we can win, and then something bad happens. It's like, bam, I don't know if we can win. And yeah. and so I just think it's tough on those types of teams. And I'm actually going to practice to watch one of those teams <laughs> this week oh, wow. uh, to see to see how they're actually doing. Uh, because I hear, heard great things. The energy has been great at Florida State. Uh, they've been off for like three weeks. They've had a lot of guys opt out, um, you know, just here – in the past, you know, two weeks or since they haven't been able to play. Um, and so, you know, they're playing a lot, they're playing a lot of young guys still. Yeah. And it'll be interesting to see how they're still competing because this is one thing I do know, and I talked to my son about this, you know, a lot of times right now they would be preparing or they'd be in finals, but they would definitely be preparing for the bowl game right? Uh, during this time if they're going to a bowl. And that's kind of – you know, I think that's some of the uh, mindset of the coaches. Uh, their thought process on this time is we can use this to help get better for the future. Right. Um, you know, get some extra practices in, those types of things because of the season. And guys who aren't going to bowl games now are getting extra practices here in December to be able to help them, for, you know, fulfill uh, that goal of getting those extra practices. Yeah, because normally we'd be wrapping up pretty close to now. We'll be done. Yeah, we're done. Time. Yeah, we'll be yeah. done. So, no, I, I listen, the thing that I, we, we're in total agreement about who, who who needs a lot of work. But the thing that I, and we've said this before and I'll repeat it again, the thing that I hope happens is that everybody just takes a deep sigh of relief that we got through this season and then let's come back and do it all over again next week. <laughs> and really, really, because I just don't think I don't see how you you can you can hold this season against any coach. I just don't see how you do it. I, how South Carolina wrapped it around their head that Muscamp, he's just it was just such a terrible season. He's got to go. I, how and what? I mean, the man is coaching in a pandemic, right? What do you, what you? It's hard, man. It's hard. And he's trying to instill his process and his team. It's just – I just think you got to give these guys a pass, man, and just let them, let them run it back. And then after this season, if you want to get rid of them, 
Yeah. More power to you. Well, you know, it's a, it, it's kind of like uh, you know the players. Yeah. Uh, you know, the players get out get a pass this year. I mean, no eligibility, and so guys are getting opportunities to play. And if they want to declare, uh, you know, as a senior and move on, then you know they're welcome to do it. Or if they want to come back, I know that's probably some of the coaches' decisions as well. Right. Uh, depending upon who they have coming through the door, uh, but I. Like you said, I I just don't understand and see how people can, uh, you know, hold this season against someone. And the only reason I can say I can see that happening is if they had in their mind made up before the season yeah. that they were going to, you know, this was a 50-50 uh, proposition for this year as far as them being able to keep their job. And if they were able to, you know, be competitive. Yeah. Uh, and if they were competitive and they were moving in the right direction, then, you know, they would probably. But if they didn't see the team being competitive, they may have lost the coaches, uh, you know, voice in the, in the locker room. Right. Uh, then, you know, they were like, let's just cut our losses and find someone. And that's, that's what you're finding out more and more now is coaches are getting cut right around this time so they can get, you know, find a new head coach, uh, get the recruiting in place, and then move into, you know, January with a new coach. Yeah. I I, I think it's just you gotta you gotta give them a chance, man. Just and and but but again if you've already had your mind made up then nothing's gonna nothing is gonna change that. Right. And and I get it. I get that too. But I just think that's so unfair. I just I just think it's so unfair. Um, Charlie, I'm a, let me let me go ahead this week and go first with the top fifth. You normally go first. I'm gonna go first. Save the best for last this time. Um, my top five is real simple. Uh, I love the top two. I'm gonna give it to Notre Dame because they beat Clemson. Um, and so I'm gonna go Notre Dame, a little Clemson, Miami, the clear runaway uh, number three. Uh, I'll go ahead and give NC State that fourth spot. And North Carolina will go into that fifth spot for me. So that's my top five. How about you, Charlie? Well, I, I, I'm going to stick with uh, your top two, Notre Dame and Clemson. Mm -hmm. uh, Miami being number three. Uh, but I got to go with North Carolina. Okay. Uh, you know, just because I feel like they're one of the top tier teams, uh, at least the top four. And then I can go with uh, – I feel much better about NC State in the fifth spot. So we got the same top five, just different orders. Yeah, but didn't didn't North Carolina beat North Carolina State? Uh, did they play yet? I believe have they played? That's a great question. Um, let's let's make it official and see. Well, I know North Carolina had lost, but they lost two games. Yeah, uh, yeah. North Carolina beat North Carolina State forty-eight twenty-one. So yeah. by that logic, you're right. You <laughs> fourth spot, uh, but I just like the way North Carolina State has been playing as of late. So that's why I gave it to them. So I'm a, 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 uh, I'm a mystery, you know. You're a mystery. Sometimes, you know, my my. my <laughs> listen, I was the guy that picked Virginia Tech last week. So uh, yeah, uh, you because Josh was because you got Josh to get on to come on to the show, and you probably felt. 
really bad if you picked against against the school. I felt compelled <laughs> to give him some love. Uh, it almost worked in my favor for one half, though, Charlie. For one yeah. half. You sure it was a half or a quarter and a half? No, they <laughs> right up to the Hail Mary, it looked like I would do what I was talking about. And then, it, you know, the bottom dropped out. So they, <laughs> you got any final thoughts, Charlie, about this upcoming week? No, uh, it was kudos. I wanted to say kudos to Georgia Tech basketball. Yeah. yeah. You know, for the win on big win on the road against uh, Kentucky. Uh, you know, I was uh, surprised because I started watching it and then I kept, you know, kept watching the score and the score was in Georgia Tech's <laughs> I was like, what's going on? Right, right. And, uh, and so it was very interesting to see them finish the deal. So kudos to Georgia Tech. I will echo those sentiments. And, again, I want to give a shout-out. As great as Clemson has been, as great as Notre Dame is, I do want to continue to give a shout-out to Miami. What a season that the Hurricanes have had this season. I know that's tough for you to hear, Charlie. Uh, but, <laughs> you know. You like DJ. You like DJ. So, man, DJ is on the team. Right. There you go. So, yeah, Manny Diaz is a, a Florida State uh, prodigy. There you go. So, that's something to cheer about, Charlie. That's I'm trying to give you something to cheer about. <laughs> Yeah, my wife, my wife's a UM alum. Oh, there you go. So you got no choice. You got to cheer it to some degree. Well, you can't do it at the game. But uh, you no, can't. I'm not doing it at the games. Uh, you know, I'm not going. I'll I'll be grateful for them and happy for them, but I'm right. not cheering. And yeah. I, I, I was cheering when they when I do pick them. Let me ask you this question as we as we end the show. Who's easier for you to cheer for? Um. Miami. <laughs> Before you even ask, I know. <laughs> so Florida gets no love ever, ever, ever. That's you know, never gonna happen. Yeah, it, I, I think it's the it is the out of town syndrome. Okay. Meaning, even though you may have an an enemy out of town, I mean, like, you know, yeah, out of town. Yeah. As opposed to having an enemy in your neighborhood, uh, probably because you see them more. Yeah. And so with Gainesville being so close to Tallahassee, um, I guess that's (laughs) something about that. (laughs) Yeah. It's just too close. Oh, my goodness. Hilarious. (laughs) I have thoroughly enjoyed myself tonight. I hope everybody else has as well. That is the Heisman Trophy and Florida State legend, Charlie Ward. I am Lloyd Spence, and this is Believe in the ACC. This podcast will drop tomorrow at noon. So if you want to rehear this again or if you want to share this with somebody you love, make sure you go to everywhere uh, podcasts are heard, and you can do certainly do that. Uh, Spotify, iTunes, wherever you, you hear, you listen to your podcast. And then we'll be back on Wednesday to talk about everything ACC, uh, get into some other things, and uh, hopefully we'll uh, prepare ourselves for a good rivalry week that's coming up. It's a couple of big rivalry games coming up this weekend. Should be a lot of fun. Charlie, it's been a pleasure, my friend. Enjoyed it. All right. We'll uh, be back on uh, Wednesday here on the Noisemaker page and Thursday at your, listening on your podcast network. So until then, have a great one. You have been listening to Believe in the ACC with Charlie Ward and Lloyd Spence. 
You can tune in every Tuesday and Thursday on the Believe Podcast Network, Spotify, iTunes, and everywhere podcasts can be heard. You can also watch Charlie and Lloyd on Facebook on the Noisemakers page and on YouTube on the Noise Media YouTube channel. Please like, subscribe, and follow on all our platforms. And we will keep taking you inside the ACC. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.